Hey, welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you in your one and only life, we hope. Uh, my name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of the co-hosts of the podcast. I'm joined, as always, by a uh, co-host of the podcast and our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. Hey, Brett. Oh, Sarah, are you done? I'm doing, doing good. Okay? Are you doing okay? Yeah, we are really hoping good. that this is I hope so, yeah. useful to anybody one and only life, yeah, to anybody at all. Yeah. Please. Yeah. You, you feeling okay? Got a lot going on lately. <laughs> Just throw that out there. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yeah. And it's, I'm still here, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling okay. I feel fine. Okay, good. Well, it's always yeah. fun to hang out. I walked out in here on a cane, but uh, I wasn't was... gonna tell people that, but now you did. So. Oh, are you? Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to blow your punchline. No, I wasn't gonna say it. I just didn't. Know oh, you weren't gonna. Say no, I wasn't gonna okay, share it. It's fine. It was. It's a cool cane, though. Uh, uh, well, yeah. It's I mean, got like I a got skull a, on it and like flames. <laughs> yeah, Not really. Right. You should get one that has like fire. Just I really coming should. Out the it pack. could be a new collectible thing awesome. for me. Yeah, <laughs> I need a new thing like that. Um, and we are joined today by Lindy Weatherly. Lindy is the worship director here at One Life Church mm-hmm. and has been a part of the staff a couple times. Couple times. Yeah. Couple times. <laughs> <laughs> well, Which is uh, one thing yeah. that I was actually thinking about that today, and I was like, you know what? One thing that I. Um, always want to go back and I think we've had this conversation off air but I don't think we did an adequate job of celebrating you when you left the first time and I want to apologize for that one <laughs> but two I think it changed some things in the way that I think about when, when we do have staff move on to other things we really tried to think about like how do we celebrate the things that have happened and celebrate um the things that people will go on and do because we've had a lot of staff um do different things here at One Life and a lot of them are doing some really cool things and um I think some people see that as a negative but it, could be an opportunity to see like we actually just have people out and doing a lot of really amazing things in the community so that's absolutely yeah. true yeah yeah but you're yeah. back on but stuff I, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't get a good vibe whatever we didn't do you didn't, you didn't get anything did you no okay <laughs> it's like don't let the door hit you as you're leaving glad you're still worship leading but bye-bye okay. <laughs> but you're well, back sorry that's your back my bad week yeah <laughs> if i hadn't apologized before i'm doing that now no, it's all right. I think it's just the Lord knew I was coming back, so it was just like yeah, a it. long break. Maybe I, yeah, it was a long break. It's, yeah, it's just, just a little sabbatical. The two years, the well, I guess two years, uh, eighteen, nineteen. No, a little longer than two years. So I guess about yeah, four it was years. A while. Yeah, yeah, it's closer yeah. to four. Yeah. Well, but today, Brett, what are we talking about today, and why are we talking about it? We are talking about the worship series that we've got coming up, beginning on August seventh. And we're nicknaming it Because, because we have done events called Because in the past that One Lifers have been to, some who have been around. If you've been around since the very beginning, I think we've done four of them. Is that correct? It seems like I remember four, but maybe there were only three. Um, there's five, I don't know, but I'm remembering four. Uh, I think, no. yeah, I think there yeah. were four. Yeah, yeah. and I they were special worship years, events that but... we did. And uh, and we and in 2019, the fall of 2019, we were going into 2020, mm-hmm. and we had uh, we put together a full color booklet of vision we had and church planting and this that and the other. And we said what we always did when we church planted is we went into the community with worship first. That was the whole idea behind because. And so we said in 2020, <laughs> we're going to do a because event, yeah. and we were receiving an offering for it and everything, and people were very generous. And then 2020 was 2020, yeah. and. Um, and then that became 2021, and we're still waiting for. Because I, I think yeah. even like 10, 10, 20 was on a Saturday, wasn't it? 10, 10, 20. I think, I think so. Because so, yeah. we were going to do like the actual 10 year yeah. anniversary. Yeah, the 10 year anniversary, the whole on thing, the, all of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but it was. Of, we had started planning a, yeah. at least kind of in the interim yeah. towards it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we. It's one of those things that when you're thinking about planning something. Yeah. 
with that much work behind it, you really need to be out in front of it. Yeah. So, yeah. But they were always highlights. Uh, and, and some of my greatest memories of our church life has been those events. And so that, I think that's why people gave generously. People were anticipating it. We wanted to do it. We also wanted to get back into planting and all that sort of thing. But it obviously got... Uh, a little derailed, and uh, now we feel safe to go ahead and say, yeah, in 2022, we're going to step out and take another swing at it yeah. and lead up to it with the series. And so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking to, uh, Lindy is our worship director, and we're going to be talking to other worship leaders, because this one really is going to be about worship from beginning to end. The whole series is going to be about corporate worship, uh, musical worship, how worship works in your private world, in your heart, and, just, and the goal is to have... For everybody, by the time you reach the end of the series, you participate actively in it, that you have a genuinely deeper understanding of worship and how it functions in your life and how you can gauge it on a deeper level. That's kind of the goal. So, uh, And that will be include a lot of different things. We're going to do what I would call an intensive or a campaign or whatever that will have dailies for people and weekly content outside of the, the services and devotional material. And so you can really immerse yourself in to the subject of worship. Yeah, I was in the the communications, creative arts communications office, and Jimmy's got a whole thing on the board. He's got a bunch of stuff up there. There's a bunch of stuff up there. He's got a plan. It's got a plan. That's right. Best Uh, communications director we've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's right. That's true. So much better than that Mm -hmm. last person. I take full credit for that, too. You should. (laughs) You did train him well. You did train him up and and pass the torch. Yeah. So it will. It, it, we want to give it our very, very best, and just kind of. We always have things with the series and all that kind of thing, but this one we want to put extra concentration on because it is a high value, and and uh, I think it'll be highly valuable to people's lives. So that's what the awesome. plan is. So today we want to start by chatting want, with Lindy yeah. and just talk about the yeah. idea of worship, and mm-hmm. I think it's important as you say that because you made a couple of distinctions when you said worship. Can one of you give me kind of a definition when you say worship? I feel like a lot of times with people think music mm-hmm. but i think we've really tried at least the past you know 10 12 years of one life being um a, a church of trying to think of worship beyond just that moment uh that you know 25 minutes that we sing together that the whole thing is an act of worship the whole mm-hmm. service is worship but right. like can you explain that a little bit because i think that's something that's important well um uh well, if you'll come to the series, uh, okay. Sarah, you will, <laughs> will know and understand. You will know. <laughs> well, I, I think it's it, it's getting an understanding that in the overall concept, the worship means to bow down. That's the literal meaning of it. And so it's the submission of your heart and your your admiration or your awe before God. I mean, it's it's that's essentially what you're doing, whatever uh, the most common way it took place um, in the Old Testament part of the Bible and in the New Testament is sacrifice. Uh, that, that was That's the first word that's kind of associated with worship. And so it's the act of submitting yourself uh, before God and bowing down before him because he is greater than you. I think the best definition I personally heard was worship is understanding who God is and who I am and responding appropriately. Mm-hmm. See, that's I great. should have led with that, yeah, but I no. didn't know you were going to ask for a definition. I know worship, that's what I do. It took me a though, while right? to get there. That's, that's exactly what you do. Um, yeah, one, I think that was important of why you know we think about music as being a part of that has been because I feel like when you say worship, people normally think of music, yeah. and I think that's what I don't know exactly why. I guess probably because we say worship music a lot, so yep. we think of worship as that space. And so, um, kind of as we start on that conversation, Lindy, can you just t- kind of tell us a little bit about? How did you get into that space? Like, how did that was that something you were always interested in being part of, like leading music uh, when it comes to worship music? Uh, actually, so it's funny because I remember even as a kid, um, always 
um, just being pulled in by my mom and family um, to sing. Uh, my mom and her sisters, they would sing at churches uh, pretty frequently. And so a lot of times they would have a family sing. Uh, and it was something that they would a lot of times kind of push me out front and want me to sing. But I always felt like it was odd to sing in that um, where I received credit or glory. Like it always felt foreign to me of this just doesn't feel right. Like I felt like I was, it just didn't, um, I didn't want any sort of credit. So I would kind of resist it. And even in high school, I sang in um, show choir and was pretty active in high school singing, but didn't really sing in church um, because I always, again, just felt like it was for show. I didn't want to sing specials. Mm. That, um, But it was in college um, after just kind of a, in a way, God just kind of revealed a lot of things to me, and um, I gave up just a relationship. And out of that, um, I just really felt like it was really my a moment I had with the Lord where He was like, "This is why you sing." And it was at um, a chapel service or at like a Sunday Sunday night or Sunday morning. Um, they they would do worship songs all the time. And I mean, I think that was like the moment it was like shout to the Lord when they would do the key change. And yeah. that was when it was finally like, oh, I really like this music. And so I started getting, um, I mean, I remember my roommate would play Darling Check all the time and I would get so annoyed. And it was after this, <laughs> like this pivotal moment that then I was like, I really like all these songs. They're so good. And I started listening to Passion, like the one day. And then, I mean, you had like Heart of Worship come out at that time. And uh-huh. a lot of these like songs that kind of built into the worship movement were a big part of my life. Um, and it was, uh, I was like finishing a school. I came home, um, graduated from college. And, uh, I remember really even sitting down with Brett and saying like, I really feel like I'm called to lead worship. I don't know what that means. I just said, I know that this is like, um, why God had me be able to sing. It wasn't to, really sing by myself it was to lead our congregation into worship and so you were like well let's investigate that further and um so i met with you and some other people who were saying they were interested in worship leading and you gave us opportunities like to lead on a wednesday night where it's just a smaller environment and you had a little bit of a just a kind of a learning time um and then i started leading worship um on in a high school setting with the students, um, actually Jeremy Seacrest, um, who's now who has made his worship. return. He's made his return after all these years. Um, he's he and I both were just like real involved in leading worship with the students, and I felt like that was kind of my growing phase of okay, this is what I'm still called to do it, but how do I continue to to almost learn what I need to. Um, in a capacity where it doesn't feel quite so overwhelming because Sunday mornings were a little more intimidating guess because it was the larger audience. Um, it was also on the heels of change because worship music was becoming more popular and some people wanted just, no, don't do the new songs. Like let's go back and do some of this is the day. And (laughs) so it was, it was definitely, there was some tension that we had to navigate through those waters, but that's kind of where it started was, right out of college and um, just a desire to really lead people into his presence. And that for me 
through music, specifically worship music, was where I could connect to the Lord the the most. Where a lot of times I would hear His voice and really connect to Him. Well, not everybody that's their experience, but for me, that was always it. And they will do that even more yeah. after the series is over. We can only hope. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you you did. Uh, that was happening in your own personal life yeah. as it was happening yeah. kind of almost a worldwide cultural level. Kind yeah. of, there was a first wave of the new... I remember when Christian, you know, popular Christian music converted from more performance yeah. kind of stuff uh, to the, uh, the early uh, yeah. worship stuff through Hillsong yeah. and all the, all the rest. And so, and you were right in that pocket there. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I remember right there about. was even like, do you have to say the same lines over and over? Like, <laughs> there was that one, better is yeah. one day in your courts. Like, you say the word so much, like, <laughs> over and over that people are like, can we go back to the hymns where you change your verse every single time? So it was just kind of this tension of, like, how do you continue to move things forward, but also continue to almost just honor what has been done in the past and continue to move in that direction. And it's funny because I think worship music is kind of doing that where they're writing songs that are hymn-like. Totally. So they're That's already there's a, doing There's that. a lot more words than yes. there used to be. I, I've, I've seen that trend. <laughs> and and sometimes I like it, sometimes I'm like, oh, please. Like you're like, can we please just do a song where I can just <laughs> focus in on one section and not have to learn a, a verse every time? That's incidentally, I'm I'm glad you said that because part of, we will talk about worship outside of music, Mm -hmm. but we are going to talk very openly about worship music in that segment time. But also, one of the reasons we want to put it in the podcast is because we want there to be a way uh, to have the conversation about the very things you're talking about. Some things are funny. I mean, what kind of experiences that you have, uh, you know, this song repeats itself too much. I can't really get into this. This song doesn't repeat itself at all. And so I don't like it. Mm -hmm. We want you to be able to ask questions of worship leaders and what's it really like under uh, kind of behind the scenes or whatever. Cause Sarah, we were talking before we turned on the mics that when you first came to uh, one life, you didn't care for the worship. You love the preaching. I think you said you love the preaching. You thought, man, that is really, really deep, rich she stuff. Did say that. But <laughs> you, the music was <laughs> was what, not a thing. Yeah, for me, it was uh, actually. I think someone invited me to a because, and I was like, I'm never going to that church. <laughs> <laughs> you went to the because. I think so. Now that I think about that, so you think you? Uh, I think you remember I might being have at a place. This, we had them at the victory. We had them. This uh, one was at. It was downtown. Oh, National Events Plaza. We did both of those. I can't remember which it was. It might have been Victory, but um, what year was that? Do you remember? Uh, So we did one. It was the 2010. I'm pretty sure we did one in 2012. Yeah, we we did one in 2012 before West, and that would have been at the Victory. The next one was at Old National Events Plaza, which was probably in 2014, would be my guess. It doesn't seem quite right. I must have gone the very first one. in 11. And Henderson was the very first one. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't go to that one. I went to something okay. that was before. You would have gone probably the second one. Yeah, before West launched because I was involved in yes. Henderson. That was for, at the Victory, yeah. So Drew and Tammy um, led that one. Okay. And that was, I think that one might have even been 11 because it was right before we launched. Like West. going into yeah. planning for that West. That might have been 2011. Yeah. But I remember it anyway. So, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> sidetracked here. But yeah, no, I went in and I had kind of, my background when it came to music, mm-hmm. especially worship music, I grew up in a, a fairly traditional church. We, I mean, up until, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, they were still had hymnals, you know, and we're using hymns. Mm-hmm. And um, it was very 
not common to have like musical instruments besides an organ, a piano. Um, I think maybe they started adding a guitar and then slowly added in like some drums, but like real quiet drums, right. like, you know, real <laughs> quiet simple drums, drums sure. and then bass. And then, you know, now they have a full band at that church. Uh, my mom still attends there, but, and then attending a church, um, kind of in college, uh, actually I went to Crossroads for two years. And so that was, you know, it was different too. Right. I mean, it wasn't like in the sense of, it wasn't, um, hymnals, but it wasn't also like what we were doing at One Life. So the first time I went, it was just new. It was unique for me. And I had this idea in my head. I was like, you can't be loud and have lights and, and still it'd be real. Like, this has got to be fake. Like this can't be real. And it's Mm -hmm. like, this is what I had in my head. And then what I have always told, and I've told the story a few times, and I think I've even told it here on the podcast, but what happened is then I started getting to know people. I started getting to know people who are leading worship. And I was like, oh, that's not true at all. These people genuinely care and they want to just lead people. And some people like, um, who are very good at leading worship are really shy Mm. once they're off stage. And I'm like, that always is telling to me. It's like, they're not doing it to be known. They're doing it because they're responding, um, to just their love for God and, Mm. and leading other people through that. So, um, for me, yeah, it was one of those things that God definitely sh- changed my heart and shifted it. Um, it's still one of those things that it's not a barrier for me by any means. It's not yeah. like, but it's also not the thing that gets me excited to come to church. Community is, right. and I think knowing the people who are leading us helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh, and that's, that's another thing that we want to do in the course of this is, uh, you're led by people who are on the platform mm-hmm. and you may not know who they are and what they're about. And we want you to be able to hear their story. Mm-hmm. And that's, the reason we're starting with Lindy because yeah. she is she is the point leader over all of them. And I guess Lindy, my question would be: <laughs> since you have you've been around a while now, so you, it's officially at that. So you started in that pocket of the wave of that that worship revolution thing, and you've seen kind of the the evolution mm-hmm. or de-evolution of all of it. Mm-hmm. What are things that you've noticed kind of through the years, or that whether it's good or bad or whatever else, as far as trends or uh, how people respond, uh, the many observations you've made about now compared to 10 years ago, even as far as how people engage with, with worship in a, in that context. Uh, let's see. Let me think about that for a second. So I was trying to think, so I, I've been around, I guess, in the worship world for 22 years. So I started in Ooh, 2000. I have been around a while. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you have too. So <laughs> you've got a cane to prove it. Savage. That's right. That's great. But I was trying to think like, okay, so there has been, I mean, I can even watch just from the style of our band. So in when we started in 2000, we, well, 2002, we thought we were pretty cutting edge, but we had like 12 singers and <laughs> That's true. we yeah. had, we did have yeah. like rock and lead guitar and we had loud drums. Um, but there has been a change even, and you can kind of watch it at churches in general, but on the platform there became kind of less singers. And I remember when I started a second team, I was just, um, I tried to just limit things just to make it easier for me on a, like a producing side and just said one male vocal and one female vocal, just because it, it was harder, the more vocals that were added or more guitars or, um, it just became harder to mix and it became more of a choir sound. But it's funny because things now, I would say like even with church history, watching now kind of on the rise is Maverick City. And they're kind of bringing back more of that choral sound. And they're bringing, they have kind of out front singers, but then they'll bring in choirs again. And so it's funny watching it because Darlene Sheck, that was, 
I mean, she was always the lead vocalist, but she definitely had like multiple singers with her and always a choir. And so that was big in the 90s. And now it's, I feel like it's kind of resurfacing again, but just in a new way where, I mean, Chandler Moore will be like leading, but he's got like a whole group of people that are singing with him. And um, it's almost like, I, I remember back in the day we had like a worship force and in a way that's kind of what they're doing again is like having people lead in a greater capacity than just one or two singers. Cause like, I mean, you look at Hillsong, they usually have multiple vocalists, but they still only usually have like two people kind of leading it. It would be Taya and Joel and then they would add other people right. in. So it's just interesting watching that change and that's kind of shifting. I do think that we're on the cusp of, change in worship like i was just watching um that documentary the jesus music uh, oh yeah yeah uh, and it was interesting watching i know i was like i think it was jesus music there is yeah, it's um, called jesus music or the I jesus like music the, yeah i thought that's Features what Amy Grant, all that it's yeah. does a history of christian music yeah. it's really good and it yeah, starts kind of at the cusp of this like 60s 70s yeah. and you kind of watch all the trends and i do think that we're going to see a change in the next generation i think they're going to bring the new sound and so i'm kind of just listening for that of of who's going to be the ones to write the things that totally change the sound of worship because i think we're ripe for just something kind of different and i'm yielded to all of it i guess that's for me is watching all the change I, I do remember when I first started leading worship, hearing the people that just wanted the old. And there were a few people that were in generations ahead of me who were always championing what I did. And I want to be the person that's championing the next generation because I felt like they were saying, we just weren't ready for what God is going to do. Like they knew that the encounter with God is going to maybe be a new sound or it's going to require a different way to sing or, but they were like, we just want to be a part of the encounter. Not so much. It has to be the song that I love so much. Um, though that's what I want to be. And I, I see that at one life too, that we're, we're open to, okay, God, like we're ready to hear what is next. And I love it. If by, because we would have like something (laughs) like that, but I'm not sure that's the timing. I'm just ready to, to see and watch what God's going to do. Cause that's the thing I have seen over the years is that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But the way sometimes we catch what is happening can be like a new sound. Or, and I think it's the next generation will have a new sound. It'll be something. Yeah, it is traceable in history that there's most moves of God will have a accompanying yeah. music revolution mm-hmm. in some sense one way or the other that's yeah. a that's a thing that you can kind of watch happen different movements pop yeah. up and it's got a musical representation to it so but yeah. i i hope i'm on board with it this was funny because <laughs> well, <laughs> i know it's, it, people it's easily not to and, yeah and how do you know i mean i think that's a question that you know even when i was in meetings here you know mm-hmm. we're talking about staff and we we talk about a younger generation a lot of them are looking more for liturgical things, mm-hmm. things that are right. maybe even from the past or even some songs that you might have been singing 22 years ago. Yeah. Some of those are coming back in different yeah. ways. How do you know when to make that shift? Yeah. Like, that's scary. Because, yeah. I mean, to make a change of that kind of magnitude, I mean, I think I remember when we were reading an article one day and we were in the office and we are like, yeah, this younger generation, they don't want lights and yeah. smoke. And we're like, oh, 
that's what we do. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, um, how are you going to handle this? <laughs> but I think that's okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously things are going to continue to shift and we always want to be a part of, if we say here, you know, um, being a part of the next generation mm-hmm. and, and working on worldviews of the next generation, how do you interact and get mm-hmm. to know those things? I think for me, I mean, it's funny because not too long ago, I did have one of our students say, oh my goodness, I just love how he loves. And it, I was like, really? Okay, well, let's think about that. Maybe we should do that song again. Because it, I, for me, I mean, it, it was a song that I had led like almost 20 years ago. So I was just like, okay, or 16 or 17. Um, but for me, it's just like, if that is you're connecting to that, then maybe that's what the other students are needing to connect to. And then tell us your story. Like, why is it something that you're connecting to? Um, I had another student who said, oh, I just, um, this, it was a Maverick City song. And she's like, I just love this. I sing it so loud in the shower. Um, It was one of the promises one. And she's like, just his faithfulness. And I just declare it over myself. And so for me, it was like, okay, that's awesome. Like that God is, is is speaking to you through the song then that's something that we need to pay attention to because that's that's the song i want to do is the one that people are encountering god with i mean we had a moment like that on sunday where it felt like our congregation got to encounter god and they weren't necessarily even singing the song very much but they were just listening and taking it in and able to talk to jesus and it felt like okay that was an encounter and we've just got to stay close to what are the encounters what are ways that people are really hearing from god because i think that's where i get that is my connection piece for me and so if i'm hearing him that's why i want to do that song yeah i think that that it kind of gets back to even what you were saying sarah is that and what i'm hoping i'm sensitive to is that even though you know kind of the my time has passed as far as that revolutionary time I want to be sensitive to where it is happening and open to it. But the signal that it's really happening and it's not just some our music's cooler than yours sort of feel is born out in the attitude and the relationships and the people and their what they bring to the table or they bring in humility and a graciousness. And that's what I remember seeing in Lindy. That's what I remember seeing in other people that were – uh, that were younger at that time that were doing, we were doing, it, it was at first, it was pretty radical for the mm-hmm. time. It was, it was very loud and all that sort of stuff. But I knew the people and, and I knew that uh, these people were spending, you know, a lot of time in prayer and on their face and you can feel it in their heart and everything. And some of the people that might've been complaining a little bit about it probably weren't doing that as much. And that's an interesting thing that it was inspiring them. Now, I still, I feel guilty for some of the generation gaps that happen. You know, I, uh, I always feel sorry for my mother-in-law when she comes to our church and, and she feels sorry for herself when she comes. <laughs> I do. I just feel guilty because I know this is an unrelatable thing. I mean, yeah. she loves Gaithers and that's the style and, if, and, and it's hard to watch her not be able to connect even a little bit. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's difficult. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Some guy, Penbrook, I'll watch that. That guy, he's something. The, the Gaither Band? The guy? Oh, okay, band. okay. I don't know all the individuals. I, I just know. <laughs> we watched a video one time in the CSC room, and I remember Matt and Thomas and I were really into that song. It was really good, but he kind of has a, um, a Sam Elliott look. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, sure. But then he gets into some gospel music, and you're like, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm all right with that. Yeah. You can tell because it's like someone who's just into the song. You know, yeah. They're leading it. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, and it, and it's it is it always comes back down to is like Lindy was saying, it, what's God working through, and how is He connecting people? Because the song this past Sunday was a very good example of an unusual yeah. song, but it was framed in such a way, and and uh, and Jake was the guy that brought it, and he talked out of his own life, and and there's a there's an authenticity meter that you have inside your brain or your spirit, and you say this guy's really talking out of his real life, and even if I don't even like the song. I'll kind of go on that journey with him if, yeah. uh, and, and you find yourself doing that and you can sense that most people did. Yeah. And the right. song was talking to Jesus. I was like, yeah, I don't know no if we choice. said what yeah. song it was. Oh, yeah, we, we didn't I was like, we might want to reference was. what it was. Just okay, in case yeah. everyone's like, talk what song was it? It's called talking, <laughs> talk, talk to Jesus. Talking have a little talk with Jesus. Talking Which is funny because, and I'm glad he said this, because the words were not your traditional worship things. It was yeah. more like a person talking and telling a story, which is very unusual to sing yeah. as a congregation. It's kind of strange. Do you ever hear worship songs that are popular that you just don't like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to name what they are? <laughs> no, there's one Probably that came more, more at, than at a church I visited and they sang it. I'm like, that's a really dangerous song. Like, I think some of the lyrics sometimes oh. we'll use that would, they can feel like they're taking things that are hot button topic sort of sense and try to make them like this worship song and i'm like who like getting people to because there is this truth that when we're responding in worship we hit a level of connection and sometimes emotion Mm -hmm. that sometimes is you know happens in that moment but we're not equipped as people to always deal with all those emotions that we hit with them now we hope that god you know allows us to connect with the right people for that but i think there's songs that have come up and i've been like nope yeah. I don't like that. It's not one. bad in that way. Like there is, there's a don't like probably because you're kind of naming off a even a theological reason yeah. why I don't think this is appropriate. Don't like, mm-hmm. and then I'm always a music nerd, so I, I kind of I don't like that because <laughs> the lyrics could be wonderful, and I can yeah. think that's the dumbest chord progression I've ever heard. <laughs> so you you kind of you, you do yeah. which I am, that's terrible. That's not a good thing to be, and I've had to really rebuke myself often. Yeah, because even when I'll go into like settings that don't do church the way we do that or the way I, yeah, I've I've sensed the Lord really pushing me to make sure that I don't that I'm not arrogant about yeah. things, or because yeah. uh, I I, get, I do get picky about yeah. you know the way people play instruments or whatever, and, and you, you go down too far down that yes. road, you're just a yes. ins- I think- insufferable jerk. There are songs like so. I was trying to I was trying to think of a song that I remember my team when I first was like, let's do this. When they were like, no, so the Revelation song, Carrie Jobs. Oh, really? And they didn't want to. And do I it. remember um, they kind of were like, I don't know, it's kind of boring. It's and when we first did it, <laughs> I mean, the congregation just like it was it worked, and everybody felt there's the anointing of God there. <laughs> and I was like, see, sometimes you guys just have to trust me, like. I I knew there was some power behind it, and I guess those are the songs right. that I always gravitate towards is the ones like The Blessing. I remember when I first heard that one. I mean, that got introduced right when the pandemic hit, right. and I remember hearing it, and I just loved the power of just it being a generational song, of that it's and it just felt like they were just singing the Word of God. And so for me like the songs I don't like if it's something that I just feel like is cheesy about who the character of God so there are those songs but the ones I don't like if in my spirit I feel like ooh I don't know if that is correct what I understand of who God is and his character and sometimes though it could be my own journey with the Lord of like I should just not sing that song but if it's something that I think that our 
church shouldn't be singing, then as the worship director, I do take it, I take time, like pray through it. And um, there's not been a ton of songs that we've said, hey, don't do those from like ones that we do. Um, I We have a lot of trust in our worship leaders and I feel like they make great decisions on that. Um, we just try to make sure that our congregation is singing things that are things that we stand behind. And, um, but I do know there've been a few over the years. I remember back in, I mean, it was like Bethel days when, uh, the one that says it's your kindness that leads to repentance. It was super oh, yeah, old right, school. Right. Oh, yeah. You kind of were like, I don't think that, that we should just sing that song. Cause you said it's not the only way that he leads us to repentance. Sometimes it's not just this. It doesn't always feel kind. And I remember we had like this debate about it a little bit. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, there is sometimes it's songs that, that just attention. Yes, and, everything. and that's how it felt. <laughs> <laughs> and we so were, we were going to reenact like, well, the debate right here. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't do it because it felt like the song, yeah, would maybe yeah, there was a real popular misdirect people. But it is a yeah. powerful thing, and I know we've slipped up in this, and there's yeah. because there is something about, and that's probably what you're experiencing. There's there's an emotional. That's what that's. Music, uh, one, yeah. one person said, is if you music is what emotion would sound like if it could if if it had a sound or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's it's emotional, it's intellectual, it has a power to it that you have to be cautious about and kind sure. of watchdog because they're going to remember a song that has a line like that a lot longer than, than a sermon that has a line like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and those can ring in your head. And if you've ever had a song stuck in your head or just one that really moved you to tears or whatever, well, that song might have moved you to tears and not been the best message that you needed at mm-hmm. that time. Uh, true. So, so we have to watchdog that. That's yeah. why Lindy has an actually harder job than, than I do. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So, yeah. I have a lot more questions I could ask on that, but I feel like we have to, we have a few more question opportunities, but, um, but I do think that's something interesting. I think people are really, and this generation are really looking at, they're like, what about this song? Why do we sing that? What does that mean? And I think that's what we hope people do, honestly, like, so you can have that conversation that you guys just talked about of like, Hey, I don't believe this or I use this out of context. We need to look at those things. Just like we evaluate what Brett says on Sunday mornings. Because <laughs> we do. Yeah, yeah. it's we important do. for those things. And so. we do re- review songs on a post side as well of like, hey, it doesn't seem like our congregation really is like connecting with this. Maybe it's just not for that season. Maybe, I mean, it may be that How He Loves is now more relevant today than it was 16 years ago. So maybe. Yeah, that's what maybe why it's coming back is just a reminder. Yeah, there, there's seasons, there's tones that yeah. are set. I, I know that I've felt like at times we were probably a little bit too rowdy and celebratory. There's been other times when I felt it was just the opposite. I mean, we like I had people come after me before mm-hmm. when we got too introspective. Yeah. It's like, are uh, we and, always and sad? People, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, there is good in life. Yeah. I mean, you can go ahead and say that. And I've watched those waves kind of come and go. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and other times we were thought to be too superficial, and we probably more than we should have been yeah. because it was rowdy and loud and all yeah. that kind of thing. But yeah. people do interpret those things. Yeah. And, uh, and there's been mm-hmm. songs that I've thought were perfectly fine, and other people have beat me up for them. Yeah. And you have to, but I'm glad people are paying attention. Yeah. We yeah. want you to bring your brain to church. <laughs> Just Even in bring the it songs? to Lindy before you bring it to me. <laughs> um, okay, last question, and then I'll make sure we talk a little bit more about because at least one more time to gotcha. conversation. Okay, Lindy, if you could coach people on okay. how to make their personal worship more meaningful, what would you say? I would say every day read the Word of God. 
and ask the Lord what he wants to teach you through it. Because I think that personal time is the most powerful in your life. And so then when you are corporately worshiping with a song with your in your community, it will take new layers of connection to who God is. And so it may, it sounds almost cliche, but every day get in the word, open it up. You can read the Psalms. You can read Proverbs. You can go with Genesis. But if you're doing that every day, that will be the most impactful. And that will, that will be the, the thing that you'll continue to draw from. Um, Cause there's seasons where, you might come in on a Sunday and you're like, oh, I just don't like any of this. Well, if God had just taught you something earlier that morning about grumbling, you might have a different attitude um, about the time of worship. Or maybe, maybe, I can't say that. So maybe he teaches you something, you're like, oh, I that's not, that's not an accurate song. <laughs> yeah, that's and so, maybe so. That song yeah. is heresy, yeah. yeah. And that sermon is heresy. And I, I, I can't. <laughs> well, the Bereans were, were yeah. that was what they were pretty much honored for, is that they were yeah. getting in the word, and they were saying, okay, yes, this is correct. Yes, this is based on the word of God. And so we need to do that. I'm If somebody brings some concerns to me about, song specifically i i go investigate it and look further into it because i i take it seriously i want people to be spending time thinking through or should we be singing these songs and why i you know as you're saying that obviously i think of an episode where your mom was on mm-hmm. and we were talking about the bible and the importance of the bible and i still remember even when i have my own like time where i'm reading through the bible she one thing she said she's like even scriptures that you've read before you're not the same person the next time you go back to them true i was like ah so simple, but yeah. like we don't think of it that way. We're like, oh, I know that story, but I may not be in the same place. I haven't had the same experiences yeah. that I've had in that space. Yeah. I know God's still the true. same, but man, that drives a lot of the way that we view and understand the things that maybe God's teaching us. So. True. So maybe can't we'll, argue with it. Yeah. See, that's why she's here, kicking <laughs> it off. Lindy, thank you for all you do. Yeah, I thanks. I know that um, just from being in some of these meetings, this is a lot of work and a lot of people to. Um, really navigate, but also care for. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that we were really hoping, you know, continuing on with teams, people on teams, mm-hmm. that they're feeling cared for and valued and feel like they're a part of discipleship and in, mm-hmm. in the midst of worship. So thank you for, for leading that for our church. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited to attend because. Yeah, Sarah's <laughs> going to be so excited. As well you should be. <laughs> with her community of friends. Mm-hmm. She'll love it. Yep. That's right. That's right. You'll be, yes. you'll say, turn it up. So. When is because, Brett? When is it? Yeah. We will begin the series on August 7th, okay. and then the event itself is September 24th, and I think we're going to go ahead and do the 25th as well. One's Two a Saturday days. night, yep. and the other is a Sunday morning. We'll Two repeat days. it Just because we are not going to do it. Night. Just 24 <laughs> hours are, of worship. Right, 24 hours of worship. <laughs> okay, hey, no. That's already been done. <laughs> it's it's that. been done. By we cannot place. do that. Uh, because we are going to have it at our East Campus. Uh, we put a lot of discussion into that. I won't go into all the details. We'll talk a little bit more about it uh, because uh, we've had them in the past. We've had them at larger venues and this time we're going to go ahead and uh, offer it twice uh, so we can have it in our own place Uh, and among other things it saves money and uh, things like that but there's lots of other reasons that we'll roll out as we talk and uh, but that's when the actual because event will happen and we're incorporating communion into it and um and we're going to give a lot of effort to it already lindy's working on it we've had brainstorming sessions around what will make it the most meaningful and 
Really? Yep. You did tell us, uh, you told me to focus in on certain passage of scripture. What, so if I was listening to this, like where would you tell me to be spending some time? Um, I would say uh, it would be around the temple. And we're going to look at the temple and what worship looked like in the temple, and especially out of uh, books of First and Second Chronicles. And yeah, uh, yeah we're, we're going to get back in there. Yeah, that's right. You know, most yeah. people think, oh, I don't want to get in there, yeah. but you will. Yeah, go yeah. back in there. And no, there's there's a worship song that uh, David commissions and writes. There's a prayer that uh, Solomon uh, dedicates the temple towards, and that's kind of where we're going to focus in. So. And if anyone has any really awesome songs that they write of that, please send them t- my way. I'd love to hear them. Sounds great. Yeah. I mean, Brett's probably going to write too. I'm working on one. Are you? So he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the new sound. Yeah, she thought she was just kidding around. We used to do that for kicks with my friends way back in the day. We just get together and write songs. Now, it's been 30 years since I've tried, but. You're not the same person you are. I'm not. You're a lot of experiences. Not even close. Got a cane. Oh, man. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Thank you for just being a part of this conversation. We'd love to hear from you again. You can always email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. That still comes to me. So I actually do read those when we get them. So I appreciate that. Um, Thank you to all the people who continue to listen. We're coming up on four years of doing this podcast. So. That's know. crazy. It Four is. years. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that Good at all. Good job. Yeah. Thank yeah. you guys are stuck with stuck it. That's with awesome. It. That's yeah, right. for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you guys. We'll see you next time. All right.